It's time now for another edition of Roarman's Raging Softball Report, everything Louisiana softball. Now, here's your host, loving Louisiana softball since 1981, it's the Roar Man. Hello and welcome to another edition of Roarman's Raging College Softball Report podcast. I am the Roar Man. Thanks for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. I hope you find this podcast informative. I hope you subscribe and I hope you tell a friend. And before I start, I'd like to tell you about the Ragin' Cajun picture page on Facebook. My good friend Dave Hamilton has had a front row seat at Cajun softball games for many years. He is an excellent photographer. On the page, he has thousands and thousands of pictures. He has taken over the years of Ragin' Cajun softball. I'm sure you'll enjoy it, so check it out. Once again, it's the Ragin' Cajun picture page on Facebook. Well, it all started on a very beautiful Thursday evening at Yvette Girard Field at Lampson Park, Louisiana versus LSU. A sold-out venue with not a lot of LSU fans in attendance. I really expected more to show up, but they didn't. Facing off in the circle, Sam Landry for the Cajuns and Shelby Sunsiri for the Tigers. Through the first three innings, the teams battled to a 0-0 tie as both pitchers shut down the hitters they faced. Sam Landry's 48-mile-per-hour off-speed pitch was very effective as she used it to strike out a couple of batters, including Taylor Pleasance, a member of Team USA. Having seen Sam pitch uh, in fall ball, I've been saying for quite some time, if she got the opportunity to pitch against the Tigers, She was going to make them look silly trying to hit her off-speed pitch, and she did just that. So as mentioned, Sam was very effective. She got the Tigers out in order in the first two innings. In the third, she gave up one hit that went between Taylor Roman at first base and Stormy Kay at second. The ball really should have been fielded for an out instead of an area. It was ruled a hit. After two pass balls by Melissa Mayhew, who was playing catcher for an injured Sophie Piscus, Sam struck out a batter and got the next one to ground out to end the inning. In the fourth is when all of the damage was done by the Tigers, and here's what happened. Sierra Briggs doubled to right center on a ball that just happened to find the grass. Next up, Taylor Pleasance was hit by a pitch. Sunsiri then bunted. Both Melissa Mayhew at catcher and Landry in the circle went to pick it up. They couldn't decide who should feel the ball, and Sunsiri was safe at first. Then with the bases loaded, Georgia Clark singled up the middle, scoring Pleasance and Briggs to make the score two to nothing. At that point, Landry was pulled and replaced by Kendra Lamb. Lamb proceeded to walk the next batter on four straight pitches to make the score three to nothing. Then Mayu allowed a pass ball, her third of the game, and another run scored, making it four to nothing. So four runs on three hits, a hit by pitch, two walks, and a passed ball. The Cajuns threatened in the bottom of the seventh after walking the first two batters. Sunsiri was replaced by Kilponen in the circle. Falterman reached on a fielder's choice. Then the next two Cajun batters struck out swinging to end the game. The Tigers win four to nothing. In the game, there was good and there was not so good. First, the good. Sam Landry, the true freshman, I think did a very good job in the circle, proving 
she could pitch on a big stage against an SEC opponent. Megan Shorman, who came in in relief in the fifth inning, faced nine batters and was perfect, getting all nine out in order. It was, for me, a surprising performance by Shorman after not performing well against Alabama, and I know it's going to boost her confidence going forward. The not-so-good. Kendra Lamb was shaky in the circle. Her control didn't seem to be there. She walked a couple of batters, and she gave up a hit. Sophie Piscus, who was injured in the Alabama game, was not able to play. And most Cajuns fans know Melissa Mayu is not a true catcher. She has been the player who has been called on to catch in place of Sophie. And Mayu is the ultimate team player who will do anything asked of her. And as good as an athlete as she is, she has, at times, struggled behind the plate, and she did in this game. She allowed three passed balls, and she was not able to field a bunt. To be honest, there were only three balls that were hit hard all night, two by Georgia Clark, one that hit Landry in the leg. It ricocheted off of her leg, and I'm sure it left a huge bruise. And another hit by Georgia Clark that was hit up the middle for a base hit, the other hard hit ball was by Jordan Campbell, who laced a single to left field. This is the third game in a row against SEC teams where the Cajuns have had a disastrous inning. And to quote Coach Glasgow, we've got to learn not to have that big inning. And to quote Coach Tony Robichaux, one of his robisms, when your pet monkey jumps on your back, don't let it turn into King Kong. Make sure your pet monkey stays your little pet monkey. Well, the Cajun's pet monkey turned into King Kong. It all happened in one inning as the Cajuns lose four to nothing. On Friday, a doubleheader. It was a beautiful day to be at the ballpark. First up, Central Connecticut State, a team out of New Britain, Connecticut. You know, it gets cold in New Britain, and I doubt if the team has had many opportunities to practice outdoors, and it showed. The pitcher had a number of illegal pitches called on her. And after scoring 12 runs over the first two innings, I'm pretty sure Coach Glasgow told the ump to stop calling the illegal pitches, which she did. The Cajuns end up winning 12 to nothing in five innings. Kendra Lamb threw a no-hitter. She would have had a perfect game, but she walked a batter with two outs in the fifth inning. Next up, Louisiana Tech. Laney Cray Durr started things off with a two-run homer in the first and the Cajuns cruised to an 8-0 run rule victory. Sam Landry started for the Cajuns in the second inning. She was taken out of the game. I later learned she felt some pain in her throwing arm. And as a precautionary measure, she will be on the sidelines for a while. I'm hoping it's nothing serious, as Sam has the potential to have an outstanding career as a raging Cajun. On Saturday, the Cajuns traveled to Baton Rouge to face LSU once again. It was a windy, blustery day. The wind was blowing out of the south as it usually does at Tiger Park. I would say it was blowing at least 15 miles per hour and sometimes stronger. My thought was, it's going to be difficult for any player to hit a ball out of the park. So why not play small ball? Why not put pressure on the defense and manufacture some runs? So Kendra Lamb started in the circle for the Cajuns, and that little pet monkey once again turned into King Kong. When the bottom of the inning ended, the Tigers led four to nothing. Here's how they scored. Coffee, the first batter up, singled to third base by beating out the throw. Then Sierra Briggs singled to right center. 
Next up, Taylor Pleasance, who is, to be honest, just off to a horrible start this year at the plate. I saw her batting average on the scoreboard on Thursday at Lampson Park, and it was 186. It's really hard to believe a player with her talent who, as a freshman, was a second-team All-American and now is a current member of Team USA, has regressed as much as she has. But what happens? As bad as she's been at the plate, she hits a single to right center, scoring coffee and making the score one to nothing. Next, Georgia Clark, one of LSU's power hitters, bunted. The Cajuns couldn't make the play. Briggs scores and it's now two to nothing. So it looks like Coach Beth Torina may have heard me suggesting the teams play small ball as she had one of her home run hitters bunt and it worked. That was a very smart move on her part. Next, uh, Sunseri pops out, and then Newland grounds out. So with the score 2 to nothing, it looks like the Cajuns are going to escape the inning without giving up more runs. That's because Raylan Gutierrez, whose batting average on the screen Thursday night at Lampson Park was .089. She was at the plate as a designated player, one who was relied upon to get hits, I'm sure she has one of the lowest batting averages of any designated player in all of college softball. So what happens? Lamb throws three consecutive balls. And at this point, I'm kind of feeling sick to my stomach. I just cannot believe that Lamb is going to let this hitter beat her. Lamb gets the count even at three and two. So she's forced to throw the ball over the middle of the plate. And of course, the hitter who I just called out Laces a double to right field, scoring two runs and making the score four to nothing. At that point, Lamb was pulled and Megan Shoreman entered the circle and she got the next batter out, ending the inning. In the third inning, Lainey Crader hit a hard grounder to Pleasance at short. She wasn't able to handle it as she bobbled the ball and a run scored for the Cajuns, making the score four to one. In the next inning, that strong south win had died down and Sophie Piscus hit a home run to left field to make the score four to two and the Cajuns were showing signs of life. In the fifth inning, Torina resorted to small ball once again, having another one of her power hitters, Sierra Briggs, bunt to third base. Jordan Campbell couldn't make the play and Briggs was safe at first. Shorman then walked the next two batters to load the bases. Sunsiri then hit a ball to Alexa Langoliers at short The play was to throw to home for the force out, but instead, Alexa decided to throw to second. Second baseman Stormy Kay was not on the bag, and Alexa did not throw the balls. All runners were safe, and a run scored, making it 5-2 Tigers. Shorman then retired the next two batters to end the inning. In the top of the sixth, the Cajuns threatened. Laney Crader started off by fighting off a number of pitches and was eventually walked. It was a really good at-bat. Jordan Campbell then hit a single to center field, and the Cajuns had a runner on first and second with no one out. Up at the plate, Sophie Piscus. Now, the strong wind that had died down in the fourth inning when Sophie hit the home run was howling once again, and it was going to be more challenging for Sophie to hit another ball out of the park. LSU's first baseman and third baseman were playing back, and I was thinking to myself, this would be a great time for Sophie to play small ball and lay down a bunt like two of the LSU power hitters did, and both times 
Those bunts the LSU players made resulted in runs for the Tigers. Instead, Coach Glasgow chose to have her swing away, and she struck out. Next up, Alexa Langoliers fouled out to first base. Then Kramer uh, Ushte hit into a ground out, and the Cajuns' threat ended. With their last chance in the top of the seventh, the Cajuns got a runner on. Shelby Sunsiri was replaced by Allie Kilponen in the circle, and she got the next three batters all to ground out, and the game ended 5-2. to two. My final thoughts on the game and the atmosphere at the park. Let me start with the atmosphere. I've heard Beth Torino say the Tigers have the best fans in the nation. They may have nice fans, but they show almost no support for their team. If you've never been to a game at Tiger Park, it's nothing like a game at Yvette Gerard Field at Lampson Park. Now, I'm not going to say it's like going to a funeral. It's more like going to a very boring ballet or opera. The fans do not yell. They do not clap, they do not stand, they do nothing to motivate their players. For the most part, they sit on their hands, they do not get involved, and they simply watch the game go by. To be honest, an SEC team, you know, LSU, to me, it's rather shocking. Now back to the game. Congratulations to Megan Shorman. She came in in relief and was outstanding during the five and a third innings she pitched allowing only one run to score. It was nice to see her bounce back in both LSU games after her not-so-great performance against Alabama. Nice job by LSU playing small ball by having a couple of their power hitters lay down bunts, both of which led to runs. And you know, Tarina does a great job getting her team to face pitchers the team has faced before. If you remember, Kendra Lamb shut out the Tigers last year in the regional allowing only three hits. The Tigers were prepared this time. They seemed to know what was coming, and they chased Lamb in the first inning. On the other hand, the Tigers had not seen Shorman before. They didn't know what was coming, and they only scored one run over five and a third innings. And in the first game against the Tigers, Shorman came in in relief and was perfect over three innings, getting all nine batters out. All totaled, Shorman pitched eight and a third innings, she allowed only three hits, and she gave up one run. And you know, it's really nice to have both teams face off against each other in the regular season, something that did not happen for a very, very long time. It was only made possible after Glasgow took over as head coach. For the last few years, LSU has had the upper hand. They're the team who has gotten the timely hits. They're the team who seems to find success at the plate when throughout the year against other teams they struggle. They do a very good job of preparing for pitchers they have seen before, and hopefully things will change in the future. As chances are, the Cajuns will be returning to Tiger Park this year to face the Tigers in a regional. The Cajuns now stand at 12-4. They lost two games to Alabama and two games to LSU. Over those four games, the Cajuns played 24 innings. In four of those innings, the Cajuns gave up 20 runs. Over the other 20 innings, the Cajuns gave up six runs. Going forward, it's very simple. The Cajuns need to keep that pet monkey from turning in to King Kong. And let me finish with one more robism. W stands for winning and L stands for learning. The Cajuns will learn from having played these four games. It will make them better and it will make them stronger as the season progresses. 
Next up, McNeese on Wednesday night, then Georgia State comes to town for a three-game series over the weekend. This is the Roar Man saying thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. I hope you learned something from listening to it. I hope you subscribe, and I hope you tell a friend. And as a reminder, be sure to check out the Ragin' Cajun picture page on Facebook. As always, see you at the ballpark, and go Cajuns! Thank <laughs> you.